You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. Shit, let's get this shit started. Let's get it poppin'. Yeah, Coffee Pot. Here we go. Superbad Inc. presents Coffee Pot, episode number seven. Let's go. Let's get it in. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you, it was a good weekend for Juneteenth. I must say, I had a lot of fun at the event held by Ebony Magazine and all the different people that got to be part of it. There were virtual booths to hang out in. That shit was fun. Thank you for everybody who came out. Got to hang out in the super bad and uh, Hayes radio room. And then me and Carlos jumped out on a few live sessions. And I know everybody else will get to speak about how much Tammy and Rico enjoyed this wonderful event that brought a lot of people together. And oh, Evan, yeah. you guys did a great job. And uh, I know everyone appreciates everything you guys did to put in all the hard work yeah, to make it happen. Yeah. Very special Much time. Appreciated. Evan really came through. Evan came through in the clutch, and uh, we'll have a crazy story to tell about that at a at a, at a different time. Cause I have Evan on with that one man. They came through in the clutch. Like sh- big shout out to Evan. Big shout out. Yeah, definitely. He was. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't have happened without Evan. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. So why don't we why don't we talk a little about for those who don't know what happened, Tammy? Why don't you talk about the event and uh, your perspective of the whole event from you know being part of it all the, all day? Um, so what happened was pretty much a lot of uh, change makers, thought leaders, um, entrepreneurs came together on Juneteenth and shed a little bit of knowledge, uh, dropped a lot of gems about what's going on in the industry, how. Um, Black, Indigenous, and people of color can get into the industry, um, and they just also offered their perspective on what's going on in the world today, um, and we talked about pivoting into cannabis, so I think there was just a lot of insight shed, and I'm grateful to have had some of those conversations. Um, we had doctors, cannabinologists, we had athletes, we had veterans, we had um, CEOs. <laughs> it was just an incredible event put together. Um, and I think it was executed very well. That is awesome. What was your favorite part of the whole entire thing? Um, you know, I really enjoyed interviewing the uh, Knox doctors. They're a family of cannabinologists, and I really enjoy reading about the science. So to be able to kind of pick their brains and have a conversation with them was quite the honor. Right. The whole family's dope, right? Yeah, yeah, the they, whole family. Yeah, yeah they're, they're so yeah. dope. Did uh, Dr. Rachel give you the background of how she and I met? No, she didn't. So um, the first episode of Canada Gather Digital, I was tired as fuck, right? I was setting up the whole thing, and uh, we, were working, we weren't working the Zoom because Zoom wasn't secure at the time. And Canada Gather, we got like 31,000 subscribers, so we have a lot of data. In the back end, I couldn't take that risk of putting it on Zoom. So we had this other platform was more complicated. It was only me running the shit. I was dead tired. I did like three test runs and I didn't sleep the night before and I was rambling. And I tried to give like Miko a shout out and like say like all the events that I do with CBD Sundays, I'm getting doctors out there. Actually, right before the the virus broke out, 
I was working on a deal with Canasafe and CanTech, CanMed Labs. Trying to see, uh, give them a bidding war uh, to go to all of my events and lab test the CBD that was out there because, you know, you got that gas station hemp bullshit that you'll see like right next to uh, uh, um, Spanish Fly, <laughs> the fucking uh, 7-Eleven, no COAs, no nothing. But a lot of those people would come out and they'd, they'd, they would uh, uh, sponsor my events. And so shit was getting serious, and I was like, nah, I can't have, like, little bullshit gummies that, that didn't have nothing. So all the stuff at my events, and was, I was getting more scrutiny because um, there's heavy hitters coming out of my uh, CBD Sundays. So we're about to get it lab tested, and I was giving Miko a shout-out, and I just started rambling. I was just, like, tired. I just said some shit that did not make any sense, and it sounded like I was anti-doctor. So Dr. Knox, like, like complained. She wrote in a complaint. To the uh, uh, to Josh, uh, the founder of Can Together, talking about we love Rico and everything that he's doing, like for the community and everything. But we can't be out there saying like a bunch of stuff that that is like totally not true. There are doctors in the industry. Me and my family are doctors. <laughs> and I was like, Yo, is that Rachel Knox? I was just like, like, like I was just like, like fanboying out. I was like, Yo, like she's like the the, the yeah. shit. Her whole family's super dope. I actually met them when I first met, uh, first came in the industry, like. On the legal side, uh, and it was like like four years ago, and actually have when they when she and her sister were on the the the, the cover of uh, some magazine, like some medical magazine. I have a picture and I have it signed by her. That was like the last time I talked to her, and I got on with her and I apologized and I broke it down line by line. I went through that shit because I'm I'm, I'm anal about that shit. I do just like in sports, you do film study. I do that with Canada Gather, like every single time I go maybe like four or five hours of film study after everything I do online, I break it down like, yo, I did this shitty, I did this great, I did this great, I need to do more of this. And I broke it down like second by second. I'll even forward you the email that I sent to her. Second by second, I was like, yo, <laughs> what I meant to say right here is this, this, blah, 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 blah. And I gave her the, the links and facts to like what the shit I've been doing. And, um, and she just called me and she was like, this is awesome. And, and we just like started a relationship like me her brought her in with like Miko I was like yo we got to do more stuff and I had her on the next Canna Gather and uh, that was my highest grossing uh, Canna Gather digital like, like to date I had her uh, Miko um, uh, um, Dr. Sandra Cario from uh, um, she is at the University of Panama and uh, she is like the gateway to all cannabis in Latin America right so I had her on the next one uh, because we were all supposed to do the first uh, Ebony, the one that fell through. So uh, I was yeah, like, May or April. yeah, yeah. So instead of doing that one, I had them come over to Canada. It was my highest grossing Canada that I've had, period. And, and um, I just told Dr. Knox, I was like, yo, like, I need to have like more uh, visibility to black doctors in cannabis, uh, to brown doctors in cannabis, to Asian doctors in cannabis, because we see like, a ton of white doctors, and it's no knock on them, but they get the exposure that we don't get. And right. um, and she said, I have a whole list of them. I was like, dope. You can use whatever platform that I have. I've got multiple platforms. Let's do this. So that's what yeah. the initiative is. And so like every single Canada Gather, the, the last Thursday of every month is always medical. And I'm going to be plugging in her companies, be plugging in her people, like all that stuff, because I, I have platforms where we can shine off of and um, after seeing the, like Ebony this weekend, like that was just like a portion of of my network. And Tammy came through with her okay. network too, and it, super dope. She had the NFL players up uh, up in there, 
and, and it was definitely it was excellent. Like, like Tammy brought out <laughs> Megatron. Like yeah. it, she she had Calvin Johnson. Yes, Megatron yeah. on there. And Megatron don't do shit. Like in the industry, like he he came out make a big splash. Like yo, me and my homeboys, we have this uh, consulting agency, and we need to explore cannabis. We need to talk about that. And it's real awesome when he did that. But he hasn't done shit since. And uh, and Cammy brought uh, uh, Cammy. Uh, Tam- oh, she did a thing. It's like it's like a cannabis cutie plus Tammy. Right now, Tammy, I got a question for she you. She killed it. She she yeah. killed um, it. Great job, man. After this can't, weekend, can't going forward, will you be doing any other big events where you're hosting or co-hosting? You know, that's the plan. Um, I would say I'm grateful that my gift is communication. Um, so for me, it's just constantly leveling up and doing more. Um, and I would say that was probably the biggest platform that I have been on. And it was a lot of fun. And what's crazy is, you know, getting to sit at home behind a computer screen, right. that fear isn't there that you would have out in that audience with that name. So I really get to go at it the way I want to comfortably. And, and you did, you showed a lot of composure because, uh, it was a lot of, like I said, it was a lot of, a lot of big names, a lot of big people. Talking about a lot of yeah. interesting things, so you did great. She she killed it. That. She killed it. I was, I was I was very very honored to work with you, like for real. Like it was it was it was Appreciate dope. That. And we haven't done anything uh, together before, have we? Um, no, no. Not on the production side. Yeah. So uh, ho- hopefully we can do that again. And uh, I have like a bunch of stuff I get called in to consult for, uh, like virtual events and stuff. So if you ever want to do it again, just let me know. I have like a lot yeah. of lot of stuff available, um, so I have to pick and choose, you know, because I got a newborn. But um, yeah, anytime you want, like, just let me know. I got uh, lots of options, and um, I thought you showed like you 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 punched way above your weight uh, this uh, uh, this past weekend. You 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 killed it, man. Like, appreciate you. Appreciate Definitely, that. I've uh, had a lot of practice speaking when I was. Um, an NFL wife and your team starts out 0 and 16, you have to have leaders on the women's side too to pick that up because those are heavy feelings. Um, so, you know, if I can get through the NFL, this cannabis stuff is just fun. The, mm-hmm. the NFL stuff was really painful. <laughs> so this is just fun. All good. Yeah. But for real, um, Tammy, like you were on there, you like held your own, um, and you just held your own with these heavyweights in there, like um, on, on the science side, uh, on the medical side, and she, you just like killed it. Like you can't just you you can't say you know this beauty doesn't have a brain, uh, uh, number one. And um, uh, I think that she totally like, like put a spin on like, like influencers, you know, um, because she has like what, 16, 17,000 followers. And, you yeah. Know, and people yeah. be saying, like, oh, no, like, like, she's a cannabis influencer. She don't know this, don't know that. Like, nah, Tammy fucking killed that shit. Uh, went toe-to-toe, they, was asking the really, deepest questions. Do they really and, have that situation where they just kind of look at it in, in a different... That doesn't, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Really? Man. It doesn't yeah. make... Yeah, especially especially if, see, if you're attractive. The whole thing behind the cannabis cutie, like, the story behind the cannabis cutie was pretty much just an act of defiance for me personally because I don't ever embrace how I look. I kind of just always rely on my brain. Um, and for me, I never talk about cannabis. It was something that I hid. So for me, the cannabis cutie was just like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about this and I'm going to embrace what and, I look and, like. And when, well. and when did this and, unleash? Uh, a year and a half ago. And okay. It was a major success okay. because okay. I don't get on there. I'm not in my underwear. 
So, no, I, yeah, yeah, for sure. No. Everything that I'm dropping is educational in yeah, nature. Um, it, unfortunately, I get categorized as an influencer, but my mission sure. is so much more. I don't know. That. If you, I don't know if you know, but we we worked with her for many years, but then obviously she changed and uh, she has a, engaged and whole new life and everything. But Charlotte Green also went okay. through a lot of that. If you don't know who she was, oh, she yeah. was the you know activist in Alaska to have the very first dispensary and as a black woman. She quit on air. Yeah. It, fucking, <laughs> yeah. She, yeah, yeah. she quit on yeah. air to just make sure fuck I fucking, fucking stand and say fuck yeah. it, you know yeah. what I mean? And uh, I see you, you know, obviously in a similar caliber, let's say, because we do have at the station and been in the industry for a really long time, you know, all the different Canon influencers. And I shout out to all of them that do that. Everybody that's gone out there to put their name and put whatever. Because the crazy thing is the second you chose to do that, all these fucking friends of yours and people and cliques and everything else have then this critique on you, you know? And yeah. now all of a sudden you fall into this like weird fucking thing. And that's fucked up because this is yeah. a plant that's saving people's lives and probably would save most of those people's families' lives. You know what I mean? But they're being yeah. fucking judgmental that you're not as good of a mom or you're not as good as this because you're fucking embracing marijuana. Are you fucking kidding me? Do you yeah, know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So right. keep doing how what you're doing. You know, how many women yeah. have to resort to Xanax? Pound. You know, and this and other types of prescriptions. You know what I'm saying? That they exactly. just go to a doctor that I think ruins their life and their family and their fucking kids and everything else. Oxys and this and all this other shit. Right. You know? Yeah. Then smoking a little plant or a little bit of fucking weed, that's, that's, oh my God, oh my God, you know, but, oh, the doctor prescribed you Roxy's and this and all this shit because, you know, I'm fucking this because you're depressed. And then they're hooked on all this fucking pharmaceutical, but that's, that's okay. You're the greatest mom on the planet, right? right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, look at, look at, look at our friend, like Miko Hester Perez. They gave her son, Joey, six months to live. You know how he lived nine more years? Yep. On weed. Yep. Straight up. And she took all those hits uh, for the last 10 years, right? All those hits before anybody right now. Yep. Right? And she's family, right? Yep. And, and, and like, like Joey lived and they almost, if they didn't decriminalize uh, uh, cannabis, if, if they didn't uh, legalize it when they did, the, the, the law that was on uh, Jerry Brown's desk, Joey's law. Wow. Miko has a friend's, friend's wow. son. Joey's law was wow. on his desk. That's and, crazy. And, and, wow. and, yeah, and, and it was going to legalize, it was going to make CBD <laughs> available over the counter. Wow. So they, they legalized and they shelved that. That's an interesting story. Am I right, Tammy? Do I speak, do yeah. I speak the Absolutely. truth? Absolutely, yes. and, that, and that representation matters. The Mikos matter. Yes. The cannabis cutie matters. I mean, who else is going to talk to our communities about this stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, my mom told me it was going to ruin my life when she found my shake bag in the trash. And now she uses cannabis for her pain. My whole family. Like, I'm introducing everybody. We're breaking these bonds and these ties to these big pharmaceutical companies who have them as lifelong customers. Right. Right. Keep, so, keep the push. Keep the push. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, unfortunately, again, that whole influencer thing, it doesn't bother me, but it's so much more. I think... People just like what I have to say. So um, I have my course dropping tomorrow um, to kind of really help Ooh. with that basic knowledge. You got what? What you got dropping? Advocate. Tell, let's tell, 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 tell teach, us about it. Teach these devils. 
Yeah, so it's uh, Cannabis 101. We're going to talk about the history. We're going to break it down all the way. Um, We're going to go into plant science, biological science. We're going to talk about legal. Um, There's quizzes attached to everything. Like, I really want people to fully understand, A, their product if they have a company, um, and B, if you're going to be out here as an advocate, you really need to have a well-rounded batch of information. And there's a lot of... um, certification and educational programs out there but a lot of them are meant for medical professionals or they just go too far in depth um Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't care about cell signaling and like (laughs) retrograde transmitter nobody cares (laughs) when when you uh when you go over the uh when you actually start hitting the history of everything hopefully you could throw a little shout out to some of the love that uh, jack herrer put yes emperor of hemp a lot, a, lot, a lot of research on the fucking truth, bringing documents and all right. kinds of good uh, good info. Oh, there we go. Nice. <laughs> there we go. Okay. The that's one where it's no clothes. That's one right there. Oh, did, oh, did, Jack, oh, Jack, was, oh, did, Jack was a good oh, did, friend of mine. Oh, did Tammy why. just flex? I love Jack. That the was good. Tim, Tammy, I like that. Did Tammy just flex? <laughs> that was fucking, yes, she did. That was boss hey, right that was there. super flex. She was like, oh, you, you, you mean this? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, when Dan, when Jack Harrison really believes in what you're doing and is behind you 100%, that's a great feeling. Yes, it is. Hell yeah. Yeah. I think the craziest thing was like Dan doesn't smoke. No, no, no. But, you know, Dan's only mm-hmm. one part of it. You know, he, he yeah. kind of is the for you know, right now of what's doing. But, yeah. you know, shout out to Jeannie Herrera, yeah. who actually is, you know, half owner of the estate, but That's doesn't really get no love, <laughs> you know, and she I mean, was Jack's wife. Oh, you know? shit. So, I was going to say, were they together? Jack's uh, wife, like, yeah, for, many, oh, all, for oh, a long, shit. long time. And then there's eight kids. The he Dan is not the only son. That sounds There's, problematic. There are seven other kids. Okay. That so, sounds like. <laughs> so just, that, that so just if you want a full breakdown. Oh, what else you got? I was friends. What other, I was friends, what other I was juicy nuggets you got, brother? Man, we were. I'll give you juicy nugget. I remember when I was. Uh, you know, Eddie Lepp was one of the most famous takedowns in California history for having forty thousand plants. Oh on yeah, his, you, on you, his property. You, you grazed I, upon that last yeah, time. I, let's, I, let's talk, I, about, I, let's, let's talk to, about that shit. I, he represented during Prop 215. Him and Jack and Perone, all those guys who started Prop 215, represented the very first co-ops that wow. were in California, up in Lake County. And 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 Eddie had three thousand or more patients, so he was allowed to do like twenty thousand plants. But he was such a fucking wild beast that right across the street. From the highway from the place he had, he put another 20,000 more. And that's when he like overdid it. But Jack lived down the street and used to grow his buds. Did you tell him, did you help him do some of that? Ruben said he can't get uh, audio via phone. Should he three way with her? So if he goes on her with her, would probably be the best way if we can attach whatever you're speaking yeah. with because then we can hear him that way yeah would you mind buzzing I'm, I'm gonna give you his number so or actually no i got a better idea we call him from a phone and let him talk on this mic we could do that that might work because she's she's on the line right here i can't put more than one person unless she merges yeah she can merge yeah if even can, if it's yeah. even if it's from a burner line you can, yeah yeah you can merge whatever with him. Whatever line you're on with me now, if you can merge with him, then we'll hear him also. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's Is that cool? Yeah. Yeah. That's, all right, for sure. Right, cool. You heard that, Ruben? Tammy's. I'm about to give uh, Tammy your your math. So, um, or you can just put it in the chat. Ruben, you can hear me, right? Ruben. 
I think it's Tammy. Just well, what we'll do is just, Tammy, we'll, just, we'll just, take just a commercial Tammy. break. Yeah, yeah, just just do that, and we got a little song going on for a little. We'll for take a perfect commercial sponsored by Superbad Inc. and Vertical. Hi guys, trying to figure out technology. I'm ready when you are. Uh, all right, then do it. Oh. Let's do it. Ruben, you gonna put it in the uh, put it in the, in the chat. You know, there's too many numbers there. Yo. Uh. Oh, yeah. You're uh. going to go ahead. Oh. Hey, Blake, can you rap? Hey, hey. Okay. Blake, you kinda look, okay. Hey, Blake, you kind of look like one of the white dudes that can rap, though. Oh, God. Yeah. No. Blake, Blake. <laughs> oh, Tammy can't see. Come, come to the microphone, Blake. Come to the microphone. Pull the microphone to, your, to you. Uh. Pull, pull the, pull the uh, microphone. Good with, I'm good with the business Blake shit. is next I'm good to with me, numbers. Tammy. Now you know you're live. <laughs> that's oh, why, yeah. That's why I brought oh, okay. my phone so we could, you can see everything in here. Yo, yo, Blake, Blake, oh, throw it Blake, over to him. Blake, I have a lighter. He's Blake, Blake, pulling in the leaves like a rake. Oh, oh, show turn, hey. Blake, hit it. Oh hell no. Hey, hey, oh, that's not gonna go well. Oh, <laughs> all right. We got Blake over uh -huh. here. Carlos, what you got? Oh, get on that, get on that, Los. Uh. Mm. coffee pot. That's yes. Ah, ah. Uh, uh. Yeah. I got the pot coffee. I tell the motherfucking bitch, get off me. But I'm not <laughs> massive P. All them girls running after me. But hey. I ain't doing it. Hey. I got a wifey. Hey. I got a car and it's pricey. Hey. Matter of fact, I'm in right E. I dropped off, man. I'm not a rapper, though. I so see you, okay. Tam. We see you over I'm there. Not, get it in. Yeah. We see you. <laughs> Tammy, get on the mic. <laughs> we, we have to make sure that she has okay. her super bad supply, though. Yeah. So when she's right. actually toking up during the show, she's smoking hey. the super bad. We got you all day. Smoking the super bad. So Appreciate you, that. <laughs> it'll make you happy from super sad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that, 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 that was good. Time, you were at the tables rapping, huh, Rico? Beating <laughs> on the table. Oh, all day. All day. I used to be good. And then I just like, stopped for like a couple years. And I, I found out when I started kicking with uh, uh, Chris De uh, Delolio. I found out he could rap. And he's like really, 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 really fucking good, he's good. right? He's good. And uh, the first time I seen this shit, um, he sent me some shit he used to do for uh, Freestyle Fridays. Um so there's like this dope shit with a bunch of like underground rappers that do that shit online uh, back on like like the Vine days. Oh, okay. They would like, like spit like, like hard hey, shit, like real fucking text, fast and shit. Text, text Ruben the radio uh, uh, so she can join on, merge him in. Is he in? He said he tried it. Um, I'm waiting he, he said on he tried it, you can get in. Oh, give, text her her number. Just text he, he just her. texted it. Yeah. Oh. Just me? Oh, oh, shit. I mean, he, he put it in, in the chat privately. Um, it, I don't know why you did probably. Yeah, it is. Give it live on the air. Nah, nah. <laughs> we don't want to do that. Here. 
Sam, can you hear that music? I can't. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we get down in here. You know what I'm saying? It's hard not to like Drake, though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? yeah. We plan I got five on the next. Hey, hey. How many you got on the lows? How many? Five. Huh? I feel like um, me go hard too. Oh, so hard. So hard. So hard. How hard he go though? He go, he go super hard. Super hard. Lowercase though, right? Yeah, all day, every day. All right. We're both here. Uh, yes. Ruben, say hello to everybody. What's happening, Ruben? Hello? Can What's you hear good? me? What's good, brother? Yep, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. What's happening, Ruben? What's going on? Let me go get my headset. Okay, for sure. Yeah, because then it. there'll be no yeah. reverb, and then we're all perfect. All right. Word. So, Ruben, former professional athlete, and then he had a crazy story. He's going to tell his crazy story that happened to him, and he ended up a motherfucking mogul. Bounce back. That shows how resilient our people are, man. Yeah. I can't wait to. I can't wait for uh, for, for him to tell y'all his story. It's crazy. Is that a hemp? Is that a hemp boy? Hey. We go hard in here. <laughs> you gonna have to come over to the studio. We go hard in here. Yeah, absolutely. Where is the studio? It's in Woodland Hills. In Woodland Hills. Hills? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Ruben, you ready, brother? Yeah, it's a little bit of a commute for me. Yeah. I, I might be able to make it one day. Okay. Yeah, All good. Up, absolutely. And we def we definitely appreciate you coming through anytime. So. Right. Yeah. Thanks so. Me, so who we have here is a uh, Ruben Lindo, uh, former. A professional athlete, and he has a crazy story in between. And now, like on the other side, to just give you a little bit of suspense, he's a fucking mogul. He's a a, a boss of boss, CEO of uh, Phoenix Nutraceutical, um, out here doing the thing. And um, not only is he uh, a strong, resilient brother, but he's also um, a boss, like like straight up. He didn't just like bounce. Like Ruben, you didn't just like bounce back; you like bounce forward. So, um, I, I'd love to hear uh, um, just to tell him who you are, what your story is, man, because um, it's so inspirational, too. And, so, and, and, the, so and the, yeah, where you are, just go with that shit, man. Yeah, about um, eight years ago, <clears throat> no longer than that, ten years ago, um, I was done playing football. 
and I started a business. Things were going well. I wrote a check to, to a guy in a business deal, found out that he was scamming me, and closed the account and the check balance. Long story short, I ended up doing uh, 14 months in state prison for a $5,000 bounce check, and uh, subsequently six years on parole, and really just built my entire life and legacy around social justice and changing the criminal justice system and how it adversely affects African-American men mostly. Um, and then I, you know, I thought cannabis was going to be the key to, to changing some of these institutionalized uh, racisms and reforms. And it really has, it's been, it's been a blessing. You know, I'm kind of, truncating the story giving you guys the the readers digest the, 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 the cliff's notes but my book will be my book will be out uh at the end of the summer and it's called from from convict to ceo shifting and breaking paradigms love it so you know we're super excited about that book convict to ceo c to c no, i love have, it man have you ever thought about uh doing c a movie shining c uh we're we, we've kicked around the idea of a, mu a movie, but we want the book um, to really get some traction first. Um, you know, I always make a joke and I say, Denzel's going to be too old to play me. Jordan or somebody like that. <laughs> hey, man, maybe you can get Jamie Foxx. Because Jamie Foxx is playing Mike Tyson at 24, but Jamie Foxx is one year younger than Mike Tyson. Yes. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's crazy. You know, you know, Mike and I grew up in the same area. We fought in the same gym. Oh, shit. You told uh, me that shit. You, you told me that shit. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Mike and, I are, Mike and I are still close, so it's super dope, you know. Like hey, Ruben has some fucking too. stories. We got to hear these stories, man. We no, gotta, this, this is deep. Go ahead. Yeah. Go deep, brother. Yeah, go ahead. Let us have it. So, so, so uh, what about Mike? No, about you. <laughs> about you, man. Like, you, you gotta oh, you, yeah. give give us so, enough. So you have a cliffhanger for both when you come on Candid Boss talks with us and, and I flex with you, and, um, but also before you drop your your book because your book's coming when? My book's coming out uh, probably aug end of August or the first week of September. Perfect. Gotcha. Your, your, your drip campaign begins now. Let's, yeah. let's, let's give, us, give us enough to exactly. leave us like like thirsty for more, man. We got to come back at the end of summer uh, to get that water. You got that. You got that juice, man. Let's go. So, so the the book starts out at, with my childhood and moving into upstate New York into an all racist community. Um, and I I hate to say all racist, but it was. It was really racist, and we um, we moved here in 1976. We were the second black family in the neighborhood, and my my story takes off from there, talking about how I was a fighter from from day one, um, worked my way through those adversities as a child into teenage years, where. I found my love and my passion for football. I was a baseball player first and fell in love with, with football and became a two-time All-American at the University of Buffalo. Wow. And thought that I could conquer the world. Uh, went on to uh, play for several NFL teams and worked my way through that process and went to business school in between. Um, you know, uh, the, the story is, is less about... Um, fighting the system and more about self-discovery, overcoming adversity, 
And um, I'll share this with you guys. When when I was arrested, um, I was in the county jail. And I remember sitting in the county jail thinking, like, how did my life get to this? And my brother, who, who passed away in 2015, uh, came to see me one day. And he said, you have a story to tell. And I just started logging everything that was happening in the system from going to trial, having the judge kind of really railroad me in trial. Um, one of the pivotal moments in the book is when I was, you, you stand up when you get sentenced. And I looked at my lawyer and my lawyer just dropped his head. And I said, come on, nobody goes to prison for a bounce check. And right. all I could hear is the judge saying, uh, you're hereby committed to uh, New York State Department of Corrections for two years, no, no less than two years, no greater than four years. Mm. And I literally, at that moment, I said, this is going to be some shit. (laughs) This is going to be some shit. And it was real. And I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to my kids. I didn't see my kids for 15 months. What? Um, I didn't, I didn't want my kids to come and see me in jail. Um, you know, I, I lost my, my 19 year old daughter. Um, she has a, she has a, a part in the book. I lost my daughter, um, because we were, you know, I went to prison and she was embarrassed and she was a young girl and it was in, they made a big deal out of it. It was in the newspapers. They wrote this crazy story about me. Um, they made me out to be like a Bernard Madoff. And, and in fact, all I did was bounce a $5,000 check and pay the restitution before I even got sentenced. Um, I paid the restitution. Jeez. 48 hours after I was arrested thinking what was the reason right, going to go now, away. Now, what, now, what was why, the reason before? Yeah. Why was, that? why was the deck still stacked against you? I mean, look at me, <laughs> look at me. Uh, you know, I was a successful black man in a white community. You're a threat. Um, there's a few things. There was a few things that happened during that period. Um, the local chief of police and detective, the entire police force in, in, in the city, where I am. I'm not going to give credit to this, but I'll just share this with you guys. Um, they were all arrested um, within the week that I was arrested. And you know how news cycles work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just learning this now um, mm-hmm. because the judge who sentenced me has come forward and said that I probably should not have gone to prison. And it was really, they needed a bigger story than the chief of police and the head of the detective drug task force unit stole $3.3 million and the DA, the DA bounced the $10,000 check to the detective. Oh my God. Did he go to prison? And no, no. the DA did not. The detective did go to prison. He served less time than me. Stole three, $3 million from the general public. Um, he got to keep his pension. And he said the reason why he was stealing the money was to pay his child support. Wow. I mean, it it was just crazy. Now you never tried Um, to sue them. Um, I sued the state of New York for my sentence, um, and I, I won the first round of that. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting, waiting for federal court review. We've gotten admitted into um, federal court on an appeal, but the county judge now is a great man, and I won't say any more because you'll read the rest of that. That's okay. what we're waiting for. Ah, there you the go. Book, there, okay. I see what you did there, Super dope. I see what you did there. Okay, you it took us to the end and you stopped. Yes. And then he's like, yo, there's a cliff. We can hang right there. <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing journey, man. And, and, and from convict to CEO is, is really, 
it's really who I am, right? And people see Rico, you know, I, I, I use hashtag CEO on everything, mm-hmm. but CEO isn't chief operating officer or chief executive officer. It really stands for control every outcome. Mm-hmm. And that's what I had to learn how to do from the minute <clears throat> I was sentenced to go to state prison to the minute I launched this company. And as, as Rico said, we operate four companies under one. And Phoenix Nutraceutical is our racehorse, but our management company is is is, is Gridiron Enterprise Management Group. Gotcha. And we have uh, five other cannabis lines underneath us. Okay. You know, we have a CBD line and cannabis, and you know, we're just doing doing our part, man. Doing our part. I love it, man. Um, yeah, deep story. No, deep story. I can't wait. I can't wait. To, you know, to climb back up that cliff because I'm hanging right now. It's crazy. No doubt. It's, Hey, y'all will get the first copy of the book. I promise. I love it, man. We appreciate that. We, we, yeah. First one goes. First one goes to Mama. Next one goes to Rico. That's what's up. That's what's up. Will you uh, Will you sign it for us? Absolutely. Much Absolutely. love, man. Um, We've written other books. Um, my, myself and my partner, Dr. Dorsey, uh-huh. wrote "Just Say Yes: The Guide to Legal Cannabis" because there was nothing out there uh-huh. for people to really break down. You know, we broke down the cannabis business into 152 page paperback. Um, just real, you know, super dope book. It's a super dope book. Love it, man. Right. Love it. And um, so he, he came on, so Ruben uh, came on yesterday to uh, the, the business track, and he, this motherfucker set the tone for the day, man. You set the tone, brother. Um, can you hear me? Yeah. Um, yeah, you set, you set the tone. Like you, uh, Eric... Uh, Galen and uh, Kia, right? In the, in, the, in the first track, like yeah. like Ruben came out there and um, everybody's like, hey, who's he? I was like, you haven't heard of Ruben Lindo? That's the that's the reason why I did yesterday, right? Because in, in every track uh, that we built out, we had like one like megastar and then everybody, the other ones are megastars, uh, um, without the without the uh the the shine right so i had people on the east coast from yesterday they're like oh why haven't i ever heard of them i was like they're fucking killing it over in california but but, but, but we uh like our people um we go hard and excel you'll have like one or two that excel in the white lane in cannabis right and then they just forget about everybody else it's like the it's like the like NCIA, MJ BizCon, like all these other uh, organizations, they cap out at like one or two of us. <laughs> so like the rest of us don't get shine. So that, that's the whole point of what I did like I, 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 with the making of this is like I want like a lot of people from the East Coast, the West Coast. We got Jamaica in the house. Uh, we had uh, one in from Africa. We had uh, um, uh, one in from Canada, one from Mexico. Um, we were six nations people calling in from six nations wow 53 speakers that shit was exhausting but it was so satisfying though it was so satisfying because every track had excellent conversation and uh, uh, great connections were made you know and uh the next steps are just so crucial with that shit because first you protest second you dialogue third is action True. That's what we got to do, like right now. So, of all the speakers that we had, that we gathered in one place. Everybody like was hitting me up, like, "Yo, like I can't believe I didn't know this person." I said, 
I've been trying to tell y'all motherfuckers, right? So the, the the coolest thing about when I was working at, at Baker, right? I got to travel so much, like around. And um, and then I started throwing the private parties and I got invited to one in New York. And uh, I just started spitting that cannabis shit. And so I got people like uh, interested in what I'm doing out in California. But um, all my Cali motherfuckers don't know them. And the That's dope true. shit that they're doing in New York. We, we just kind of stay in our own bubble. They stay in their own bubble. And what's happening right now is change is coming federally. So the, the fact that cats in East L.A. beef with cats in, uh, uh, in the Valley makes zero sense right now. Because uh, we will all get wiped out if we don't unite. Right. You know? So that's what the, that's what the game plan is. And, um, like, Ruben came in there and, and killed it and uh, set the tone for the rest of the day. Everybody was like, yo, like, you're going to have motherfuckers like that out here? Like, like, all day? Let's stay. We had 41 people stayed the whole time, the whole day. Wow. It was incredible. Like, we had um, uh, almost, uh, almost 1,000 people in there. Right. Uh, 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 and um, just going in and out, and because a bunch of them, Ebony, Ebony, the way they set up the system, uh, we didn't have, uh, uh, we weren't able to see how many people were in there at at the same time when we were in there. Right. So we didn't see stuff until uh, Evan from our team like spit out the numbers, and we're like, "Yo, that shit was dope." Dope. We had people from all over the world, man. Dope. So, Dope. Yeah, so Blake, hey man, Rico, that was you gonna kill it. Switch, switch the camera though on your thing so we can. We got our angle that was, for it already. That was honestly um, one of the most impressive uh, events that I've been a part of. Um, partly because of the way you pulled it off uh, with all of us being remote, but really it was the ability to connect with folks. Like you said, a lot of people don't know my story, um, and. And, they and need I've been to. in the cannabis. I've been in the cannabis space for four years strong, and and I came in as the first African American CEO of a major can of a publicly traded cannabis company in Canada, right? And and I brought that company to the United States and got tired of playing their game and said that this industry was built for us, really by us for us, right? This is the fubu. This is, <laughs> we was the original. Fubu, I was gonna say that shit. You know? For the boo I, I, I teased Damon all the time. I said, "Man, you better get in this weed game because, we, you know, it was created and designed on our backs, right, at our liberty." But I was talking to you guys about the book. So okay. I just wanted to show you the book. Dr. Dorsey and I wrote this book. Um, just uh, yes. Tammy, I'm gonna make sure you get a copy. But Rico, Thank I'm gonna you. send you. I'm gonna send you a bunch of copies, and it's Please real do. basic stuff. But you know, here on the East Coast. Nobody knows how to get into the cannabis meeting. Everybody thinks that you need millions of dollars and you need big investors. And, you know, truthfully, you just need a little bit of heart and a whole lot of patience, man. And, and you know, sky's the limit in this industry. And it's, it's people like us that are on this, on this podcast today. Appreciate right, that you. Are setting, setting the tempo for the future in this, or, in, in this industry. Um, I had some words with somebody on Facebook. You know, it's a, my, my typical sparring session. Um, <laughs> and I said to them, you don't know anything about me, but I happen to be one of the rising stars. And I'll say that about myself, rising stars in an industry mm -hmm. that is about to be a $32 billion industry in four years. 
in the fourth year, we're going to crest $32 billion. We're going to be on pace with $26 trillion at a 10-year mark. Like, that's, that's an industry. I mean, no other industry has, has seen the explosive growth that cannabis has with the ability to have longevity, sustainability. And that's what's important. That's why we need to teach but, um, black and brown people to be more than sharecroppers. Yes. You heard me say this. Yes. We need to be more than sharecroppers in this industry. We need to be the CEOs. We need to be the COOs. We need to be the Period. CFOs, the CMOs, uh, founders, right? Mm-hmm. Being a founder is, is huge. Mm-hmm. My job is to find my successor and pass this thing on to a CEO that's going to come in and, and embody my vision so, so, and run so, this company so I can go out and conquer the criminal justice system. So, so would right. you say you're more of a finder than a founder? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. that's a joke. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely, thank you. I'm gonna steal that. That's going up on Facebook Well, just like I'm taking your CEO, I'm I'm still in your CEO, so we it's all good. That's what's up. Just just give me a cut when you get that shit trademarked. You know what I'm saying? That that's what it is. Thank you. Yo, um, so as we count down right now, I just want to like recap um, because we have like what uh, about like five minutes? Yeah. Like so, I just want to say thank you for everything you do, brother. Um, I can't wait to read the book. I can't wait. Could you put it on an uh, audiobook too? Would that be it? We, we will put it. We will put it on audiobook. Okay. Um, we've auditioned two readers. Um, mm-hmm. Stu Zackham from Bridge Communications is my PR guy. Okay. And right now we're we're working through the final steps of this thing, and it's it's even bigger. It's okay. even bigger. Right. Um, you have a podcast. Yeah. We're talking about doing a, a the CEO Corners podcast Ooh. where I interview and bring on CEOs from all over mainstream business, cannabis business, mm-hmm. medical, healthcare, um, education, legal, you name it. Um, we're doing it, man. Right. We're really going to do it big. So I'm going to look to you, your team, for some guidance and leadership in that. Dude, true, let, true story. Let's work, brother. And, um, Next one, we got to get Dr. Dorsey on here, man. We got to get Dr. Dorsey yeah. on here, especially because um, uh, he couldn't get in on um, um, he couldn't get in with us last time um, uh, or, or this weekend. We got to get him get him on here. He needs to tell a little bit about his story too, and and, and that's crazy. That's why I love the fact that that you both of y'all are, are, are business partners, man, because that's just like some inspirational shit, man, uh, the, the, the lives that both of y'all lived and uh, to be at the, the, the point where you both are, um, man, like Dr. Norris Dorsey, uh, now between the next episode, if we can get him on the next episode, man, like to hear his story, your story, man, like this is what the world needs to see. This is what they need to hear. Uh, this is what they need to uh, to know. They need to know who these brothers are. Need to know what they're doing, um, because you are a role model. Like what we the leadership we see at this country right now. How is that a role model? Like straight up. Like like, like <laughs> it's, it, it's failing us, right? You know, like a, like well, a, you, at, you, at a system that doesn't rehabilitate people. A system that demeans and enslaves motherfuckers. Right. That's what we. That's what we do. And. Um, you came back from that and, 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 and rose even higher. 
and, and you've been even more inspirational. You're gonna bring more people along with you, man. Like props to what you do, brother. Like, like for real. Thank you, man. Like, Thank you. Reach, teach, and lead so that none are left behind. Uh, that, that's that's my motto. That's what's up, G. Like, I've, I've, I, and I live. I I have to tell you, I really do live it. I started a series last year in Oakland at the uh, New West Summit, uh, where I went into you know some of the worst places in Oakland and grabbed four people: two homeless people, a young man by the name of Dari Alexander. His story is super dope, and I, I'd love to connect you guys with him and mm-hmm. and, a, and a young woman. And I started a series called Lunch with a CEO. And I take them out to lunch and give them one hour of my time and my business card. And if they connect back with me, I become their mentor. And out of those four people, Dari was the only one that connected back with me. And I'm riding this wave with him right now. He's doing amazing things out in Seattle. Huge, huge things. Young brother who has really lost his way. And and I, I, I snatched him up. I have two mentors in Los Angeles. I have a young man that I mentor here in New York um, who is probably, you'll be seeing him in the Olympics wrestling. Okay. Um, his story is, is is still shaping, but he's really, he's staying in this to, to win the fight. Right. You know, and that, that's what this is about, man. Just reach, teach, and lead so that none are left behind. I agree. Hell yeah. Yeah, brother. we definitely appreciate you. Thank you. Yo. No doubt. No doubt. Hey. Coffee pot signing out. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Did it then. Finding out. Oh, so, Tammy, oh. you want to say goodbye for a second? Yeah, thanks for having me again. It was a joy hanging out with you guys and hearing all the awesome stories. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Appreciate you. Thank you. We look forward to having you on next week with Superbad. And uh, thanks to everybody for attending Coffee Pot. We will be back. Peace. Like we left something. Peace. Thanks, guys. So what we gonna do is we gonna um, feel like talking a little bit. Though. I don't really got much to say. What's good, brother? Nah, thank you for letting me be a guest. Right, I'm gonna lock you um, in. Right. Right, Let's rap, brother. Let's rap. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.